Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Beanbag Cafe podcast with your host. That is me, Julie Fernandes. I'm an occupational therapist, a head therapist, a mom of three little ones. I'm a South African living in Austin, Texas via New York, which has definitely shaped my parenting. And on this podcast, we talk all about intentional parenting, motherhood, simplifying your life, actually enjoying your kids and just everything in between. It doesn't have to only be about parenting because let's be honest, you were a person before you were a parent. So if that's something that's interesting to you, make sure that you subscribe, make sure you share this podcast with all your moms, mom friends and mamas to be, uh, and make sure that we can start to build a community together because motherhood can be very challenging and hard, but we can make it a lot more fun and a lot more freeing when we do it together. So make sure that you are leaving a review on iTunes if you enjoy the podcast and, um, or wherever you listen to it really. And let's jump in. So today's topic is all about trusting your kids more and also trusting your partner more and how you could be sabotaging their success because of this. So we live in a society where let's just say we are more helicopter parent than just let your kids go and play outside unattended with no adult supervision climate tree and you don't even know where they are. You know, I think a lot of us grew up like that, uh, where there was a lot more freedom in our childhoods. And nowadays, for a myriad of reasons, uh, we are a lot more focused on protecting our children. So what made me think about this is that I had this moment yesterday. Uh, My daughter is home from school. She is quarantining. Well, not anymore, but uh, there was a positive COVID case in her class. And so the class has to quarantine. She's totally fine. Uh, It's frustrating. We can talk about that another day, but she's home with me all day. And whilst I actually love having her at home and it's great to spend time with her, it was an unexpected kind of homeschooling situation. We found out like late the night before she was supposed to go back to school and after a weekend, you know, and so it kind of just, it makes me angry on so many levels. Just, yeah, but that's not the point. The point being that it's, it's been challenging to have her home constantly and not really be prepared. Plus she's supposed to quarantine. So we're not really supposed to go do stuff. Plus I have a seven month old baby, almost eight month old baby. And to be honest, I'm tired sometimes and I don't feel like schlepping everybody around. So the point being, I had to make lunch yesterday and I decided to make this turkey soup and she really wanted to help me. Now, the kitchen can be a dangerous place, even for grown-ups. There's knives, there's boiling water, there's ovens, all this kind of stuff. And she really wanted to help. And I had this moment where I thought, okay, so I can deter her from wanting to help me because it's quote unquote too dangerous to be around boiling things and the stove and knives and that kind of stuff. Or I can allow her to do some things. Now, as a little disclaimer, she's four years old. Uh, this is not the first time she's helped me in the kitchen, I guess, but she, this is not something I'm advocating for an 18 month old or two year old. This is a four year old who can follow instructions, who is really, uh, showing me that she could listen to what I was saying. And I allowed her to help me stir the soup, which is like boiling water, to put things into the water. Uh, she even made helped me make dinner that night, which was putting frozen peas into boiling water. And I know a lot of parents would be like, oh, you can't let her near the stove and da, da, da. But she needs to learn how to respect dangerous things or things that have the potential to be dangerous and learn how to use them. And it just made me think and pause about how this shows 
her on a subconscious level that I believe in her. You know, she did so great. She listened to me. She repeated back to me. She's at this age kind of where she just narrates everything. So she repeated back to me kind of what was she was doing and how she was being calm and how she's stirring with the wooden spoon and how the stove is hot and all this kind of stuff. And she showed me that she really respected what was going on. And it made me really, you know, evaluate how I could be inhibiting her from other things where I don't quote unquote believe in her. Like for example, riding a bike. She she rides a bike without training wheels. Uh, and you know, it took a little while for her to get there, but we kept on showing her, we believe in you, we believe in you. It was none of this, um, I don't think you're you're strong enough or old enough to do this and therefore you cannot do it. I was trying really hard not to impose my own beliefs. Would it have been easier for me to just make lunch by myself? A hundred percent. It is always quicker and easier for me to do these things myself because I've had years of practice, uh, but she really enjoyed making lunch with me, even though it was something that, you know, like, do you want to put a four-year-old near boiling water? unattended not not that she was unattended I was around but there was a moment where I had to go and get the baby she was woken up from a nap and she'd been in the crib for too long I had to go and get her and I had to leave Lily um, on the step stool you know near the stove and I showed her how to switch off the stove in the case eventually she she did not switch off the stove but you know I'm teaching her how to switch it off but she's she was very patient I was probably gone for like 10 seconds she can see that the water is hot she I can tell that she's in a good mood she's not being um uh compulsive is that the right word impulsive is the right word I was trying to say uh you know she was able to follow directions and it worked out really well and she loved the meal which is not something she would ever normally eat uh because I was making it from one of these meal kits and so it's not stuff that I normally eat either. Uh, and it was like be- cannellini beans and kale and some turkey and carrots and things like that. And, you know, she was eating soup that had floating green kale in it, which, you know, normally, even though the soup was delicious, don't get me wrong, she wouldn't even touch it. So the fact that she had so much buy-in to actually making it was just so incredible. She's still talking about the soup and she wants to make it again today. <laughs> so we're going to make something else today. Um, she really, really loved it. And so I wanted to ask you that question. Where are you uh, putting your own fears ahead of believing in your children, obviously within reason, uh, to do things, to do harder things or to do maybe quote unquote dangerous things or things that as a more helicopter type of parent, you would never let your child do. Uh, It is so important that we enable them with skills. And, you know, it's not just children that this pertains to this pertains to grown-ups as well and I wanted to share another example also that happened yesterday I mean there's just so much for life to teach us I do really believe that our children reflect back what we need to learn so yesterday I had the opportunity to go grocery shopping by myself sorry I have <coughs> excuse me and um if you're a parent this is like a thrill this is a big thrill especially I'm like at home 99% of the time so to go I actually went to Costco it's uh it's a it's a recent new happy place i'm i'm sort of embarrassed to say but i do really enjoy going and just seeing what they have and whatever and it is so much less stressful when i can go by myself and so my husband offered to look after the two kids because my son is at school, which includes the baby. And he doesn't usually look after her because I feed her and uh, it's just easier. And we don't really give her a bottle because I'm home all the time. A episode, a topic for another episode. 
But essentially, it came. I was gone for a bit too long, and she needed to sleep. And he, she, he needed her to sleep because he had a call. Uh, and there's Lily buzzing around and all this kind of stuff. And usually, I've been putting her to sleep, but you know, he did beautifully, and he put her to bed. And it just made me reflect because two children ago, I think I wouldn't have. He himself wouldn't have believed he could put the baby to sleep, and I wouldn't have let him put the baby to sleep, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And that robs him of, A, that ability to do that, and that connection that he makes. I watched them in the camera, um, because I I clicked on the camera, and I realized she was asleep. And I was like, oh, okay, that happened sooner than I expected. I think he put her to sleep a little bit earlier, or put her down for a nap a little bit earlier than uh, that maybe I would have, because he needed he needed to take a call, uh, but he, yeah, he put, I saw her, I saw him rocking her to sleep, like, till she was drowsy, and then he put her down, and she was still a little bit awake, but she went to sleep, like, he was able to read all her cues and do everything that I could do, bar give her milk from his body, you know, and I guess he could have given her a bottle at some point if it was necessary, and it just made me feel like, wow, we really need to get out of people's way, you know, we, stop people from being able to fully step in to their potential when we try and micromanage everything. And I don't know about you, but I am a recovering perfectionist control freak. And I'm sure I will always have parts of those qualities in me. I do like to do things my way, you know, I like to do things my way. Uh, But it just made me really think about this and how, especially with partners and children, you know, that one of the reasons, perhaps there are many, uh, but one of the reasons that moms kind of get into this rut of like, I'll just do it myself, I do it better, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's because we don't give our partners enough practice. You know, that I'm better at packing the diaper bag or um, calming the baby or uh, these are just examples, uh, you know, changing nappies or diapers or whatever, because I do it all the time. I have a lot of practice. If my husband had the same amount of practice, maybe he wouldn't, it wouldn't look the same as mine, but he would be good at it too. And it just, it just really made me reflect on that. We need to give people credit and we train people in a certain way to treat us in a certain way. And it's the same thing with this. I trained my husband to do certain things or not do certain things or not think he can do certain things. And so I really want to make sure that I'm aware of that um, because he is very much my equal in this parenting relationship. So yes, those are my nuggets of wisdom for today. Where are we sabotaging our the people in our lives potential this doesn't even just pertain to children but especially with kids another example that i had is letting your kids use proper crockery and cutlery uh i guess here in the states we'd call it like serving wear you know kids don't only need to use plastic cups they can use other cups you know my husband broke a plate the other day and he's 39 years old so (laughs) because it slipped out of his fingers it's not just children that break things and yes you're not going to give a two-year-old a Riedel wine glass but you can give them a mason jar that is reinforced and I I I don't want to set myself up for failure but unless that thing smashes on the tiles and you use some force those things usually bounce definitely on wooden floors uh, you know, you use your caution, whatever you feel comfortable with, but don't underestimate that children can learn how to hold a plate and they can walk with a plate to a table. Um, a real plate that has weight, you know, that is solid, that is breakable. Uh, don't underestimate that our kids can do these things and we don't need to coddle them 
24-7 because what kind of adult are we raising that doesn't have any self-trust and that's kind of where I think of these things so yeah let me know what you thought of this episode if this was helpful if you've had situations like this in your life uh, please send me suggestions of things that you'd like me to talk about honestly I have so much that I can uh, riff on that I can talk about but if there are specific topics that you want me to share a perspective on I'm super happy to do that also know that I have coaching spots available if you would like to connect with me one-to-one Uh, send me a message, send me an email or message on Instagram and we can set up a call to see if we would be a good fit working together. And you can tell me about your specific things that you would like to work on, just creating the space for you to talk about challenges that you have. Uh, I also do group programs every now and again. So if you want to be part of that, make sure you send me a message and I'm super excited for where this podcast is going to go. I can't wait. Uh, Make sure that you subscribe, share this with all the mommies, you know, and I will be back super soon. Have a great, wonderful day, wonderful week, and I will see you soon.